Hello there. Welcome to Destiny Midweek. I hope you're digging that intro music, man. I still fresh. Still fresh. Not tired of it yet. I hope you're having a great week wherever you are today as you listen to this podcast. It's a it's a great day. Good good uh kind of warm wet weather we've been having. I'm Mark and with me is the Bishop of San Antonio, <laughs> Matt Bell. Howdy. It's great to be here. Howdy. Good, man. I'm having a great day. Oh, yeah. I just ate some lunch. Canes. Canes. Had some coffee this morning with a pastor friend in town. That's cool. We encouraged each other in the Lord. That's great. So, yeah, doing great. Where'd you have coffee? It's called merit now but i still call it local coffee it's not local anymore no they changed it to merit i think really yeah but over at the medical center they got a new sign and everything i think so and the funny thing was while we were there another pastor friend of ours came in Mm. also and so i don't know if that's just like the pastor hangout or or what but divine appointment yeah how was your well, all of my appointments are divine. Okay. Because the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Amen. So it's actually God who controls my calendar. Mm. So you could say all of my appointments are divine. So you don't even have a calendar, really. You just wake up and go. and. I have a calendar just to remind me oh, okay. of all my divine appointments. Mm-hmm. That reminds me, Grandma Bell used to stand in front of her closet every morning and ask God to show her what to wear. You know, when she used to tell us that, I thought that was crazy. And then there have been more times than not, I mean, not more times than not, but there's been quite a few times where I ask for God's help in picking out some clothes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. Unless God uses the wisdom of my wife with her fashion expertise, but... No, believe it or not, there's been several times where I thought, you know what, what should I wear? And then I'm like, Lord, help me, help me to pick the right thing today. Did he ever pick something that you just weren't really feeling, so the whole day you were just kind of not comfortable, but trusting God and his perfect plan? No, but... There were times where I was going to wear something and then I felt like I shouldn't. Mm. Like sometimes when I was going to wear tennis shoes on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I prayed about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I won't wear the tennis shoes today. But then sometimes I pray about it and I felt like God said, you know what, my son? You can wear tennis shoes today. You've worn tennis shoes on a Sunday morning? I have, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Not a lot, but... yeah. You know, just trying to just trying to ease everybody into it. Yeah. Have you ever, like you were about to wear something, you felt like God said, no, don't wear that, and then you showed up somewhere and what you were about to wear, someone else was wearing That's it? That's never happened. Oh, no. okay. No. That'd be cool. But, I mean, the Holy Spirit's our helper. Yeah. And if we need help, God is an ever-present help in mm-hmm. time of need. Mm-hmm. And so if I've got God on my side, why not? Ask him to help me. Why not? Pick out 
what I should wear that day. Yeah. I don't do it every day. I only ever do it usually usually if it's um if if it's when I'm speaking, I might say, Lord, what what would be the mm-hmm. right thing today? Yeah, it's kinda like a triple A card. You know, you have this card, you've got all these benefits, but you don't you don't really use it to its full potential. Exactly. So I mean the Holy Spirit is obviously a little bit better than a triple A card, but you know, there's more to the Holy Spirit that we have access to that maybe we're not tapping into. One of those things apparently is having him help us pick our clothes. So I've I've never had the Lord say like audible voice wear this <laughs> shirt. Or the hanger starts shaking a little or bit. Or there's like gold dust falls down on the shirt I'm supposed to wear. Mm. But you just you just feel those still small voice, that <laughs> gentle prompting, mm-hmm. you know. So you try cool. to go with that. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, you should. So how was your weekend? Did you have a good good weekend here? Yeah. Had a great Sunday at church. Really, oh, great. Really Man, powerful time of worship, and the word was good. I thought you felt you felt more on your game than the week before. I felt healthier. That's good, and really felt like I had a good word for for the congregation. So, yeah, I, I definitely felt better about this Sunday than last Sunday, where I wasn't feeling well. It's great, and I I even. I journaled because I journal every oh, night. Really? Did you know that? No. Yeah. What kind of journal do you use? I have a, a 365 journal where you have a page for every day of the year. Mm-hmm. And so most nights before bed, I try to sit down and just, if I had any thoughts for the day, Mark was sucky on the podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I just put, right. it, put it down there and... <laughs> um. <coughs> <laughs> so it's like a really thick journal, 365 pages? Well, they're double-sided. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, 170-ish? <laughs> I don't know. It's not super thick. It's a moleskin. Oh, okay. So it's kind of, it, it. the paper's a little thinner. It's a, it's a thin cover. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a hardback thick cover. So I'll, I'll bring you one and, and show you one. But I try to do that every day. I don't do it every day, but especially at the beginning of the year, I, I really try to get back into that habit. And uh, as problems arise or things I want to fix, you know, I, I, I journal those and try to refer back to that. Anyway, um, Sunday, I I journaled that the church was so great. I, I just thought it was so wonderful. I put, I wish every Sunday, I wish I felt this way every Sunday, mm. like like, man, how awesome would that be? You know, and I, I wish that I did, but, you know, I don't. But I just, I had this thought like, wow, how how much more would I love life if I felt that church just went this well every Sunday? Because we, we had a really good response, too, to mm-hmm. the message. Mm-hmm. Like, people really responded well, I thought. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I thought it went really well. Really enjoyed it. So you've been doing this journaling multiple years? Yeah, I think this is my fourth year. That's cool. Into it now. It's amazing how you can do something like that for four years and never tell anybody. 
Yeah, I mean, I mostly do it. I mean, my my you know Heather knows about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, I'm not there in your bedroom at night watching your journal. So you know, there's the, no way I would know. The funny thing is, I every year I put that journal on my Christmas list. So if you had looked at my Christmas list for the last four years, you certainly would have seen that journal on there. That probably shows I haven't picked you in the last four years. Well, so I, if I, I don't pick you, I don't look at your list. I look at everybody's list. Yeah. Even if I didn't pick them. You're just, just to, nosy. Just to see, you know, maybe I'll be a double Santa. Mm. Anywho. That's cool. So what, what you said you had a good response on Sunday. What was... Uh, kind of the main takeaway what were you really preaching about on sunday here (laughs) (laughs) did you listen to it i did you did i did the whole thing yeah on on youtube 1.5 speed youtube yeah so what was your main takeaway that missions doesn't happen without the body of christ yeah that we are equally as important as the missionaries that are going out and that there's a blessing for us who support missionaries yeah from god right a special blessing special blessing so i was in romans 10 on sunday Mm -hmm. and I, i love this passage that i was sharing on yeah you uh Start off with uh, Romans ten nine, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah, I I I really just love this passage. I I love everything about it, and the the first part where he's just talking about it, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be will be saved that no one's going to be put to shame who calls out on him it's just it's really cool and that 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 section right there is just it's just very encouraging it's very uplifting it it, it really explains the the plan of salvation or, or the process of of becoming a christian it, it it kind of rolls it out there but i love how he transitions just that's kind of a theological, theological ideas there that mm-hmm. believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, the resurrection, salvation in Jesus alone. That's kind of theological. But then he moves from that, those theological ideas to something incredibly practical, mm-hmm. like not theological at all, just the the practical realities of what it's going to take for people to be able to believe in their heart and confess with their mouth right and that for people to hear for people to believe they first have to hear for someone to hear somebody has to make the sound mm-hmm. for someone to preach and make the sound somebody has to go and for them to go, they have to be sent. Yeah. I just love how, how, how practical that is. That, yes, there's the theological. Yes, there's the believing in Jesus and who he is and, and what he did on the cross. 
but then it comes down to the the nuts and bolts like if people aren't going and people aren't preaching and people aren't sending no, nobody's going to be saved yeah and i think it's fascinating that god does use broken people to accomplish his plan for salvation and that it is up to us to make that happen it is up to his people to send people to go to be willing to open their mouth and um to me it's just amazing that we are really central to the plan of god to taking his message all around the world and i thought it was really again just eye-opening when you talked about japan right yeah and i didn't see the video because i was listening to it but you showed a video of you talking to some students yeah and the guy that you talked to had a college age guy like high school high school had never heard the name of jesus never heard i mean that just that, like that like that's so hard to even believe i mean to 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 understand that it's just it's just crazy right. but it's not just him it's it's millions upon millions upon millions of people yeah and you know in america i feel like everybody yeah has heard the name jesus right and right. so just just thinking about like how you know i i hope that that conversation you had with him just really i hope i mean that's all we have is hope right did something you know yeah but just thinking like being a high schooler and never hearing the gospel message at all just that being a totally foreign concept and then just having someone come up and share that what what i would even be processing or thinking about that right there's a savior out there yeah you know it's crazy to think that so many people that's just not even part of their daily lives yeah, yeah. so so the need is great yeah we have a part to play for right. sure there's something else that i i didn't necessarily want to get into but uh especially on this sermon because i was trying to really just keep it focused in on missions but the the idea the concept that he puts out in verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of god or the word of christ is really a uh i i think in that statement he's he's it's more than the practicality of it. It's more than the practicality than just people need to, to hear that it's actually that in the hearing of the gospel that faith is produced. And so there's this, there's this practical aspect of it of people have to be sent and people have to go and people have to preach and people have to hear and and that's the stuff that we 
take part in and the part that we play. But then there's the part that God does, which is he takes that practical, all that practical stuff. And then he does something supernatural with it, which is faith being birthed in people's hearts. And we know that faith in God comes from God. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter two tells us that the faith that we have even to believe God is a gift from him. It's part of his grace towards us. That God has given to everyone a measure of faith. That's we, we couldn't even believe in God if he hadn't put faith in our hearts to do it. So it's the supernatural part that that he does. And I, I would have at some point I would love to to do a message on on that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that message would be other than it's just really cool. Yeah. That God does this and it's it's supernatural, it's mysterious. It's not a um it's not like a formula mm-hmm. that you can just write out and okay, if you do A plus B, you'll get C every single time. That the results of all of the work are really up to God. The fruit comes from from God. So like Paul will Paul will write that I planted the seed and somebody else watered the seed, but it's God who gives the increase. It's God who makes it grow. Just that analogy of a a farmer mm-hmm. going out and planting seed and watering seed. If God doesn't make it grow, you know, we can't some some there's there's things that are in our control. Yeah. And then there are things that are outside of our control. And just just recognizing and understanding the the part that we play and then the part that God plays. It's really cool. It's it's a it's like a it's a partnership working together. Yeah, and I think it's important to realize that it is a partnership that we aren't having to carry the whole weight. I mean, really, we have the easy part. Of course. We're just obedient to what he asks us to do. Right. I mean, the, the, the his part, we couldn't do. Yeah. That's it. It's not in our power to do it. Right. But I feel like a lot of times we put that burden on ourselves, like, how how am I going to win these people for Jesus? Right. How am I going to How am I going to get my family to come to church or you know, how is so and so going to be saved? That's not for us to right. Really be even worried about. Right. We just trust that God's asked us to share the great commission to obey the great commission and let him take con- take control of the rest yeah so i i think i think that would be a good sermon because you know i know for the longest time i thought my faith was my faith that that was that that was something that i conjured up myself mm-hmm. and you know that that was my thing. I made this decision. I have de- decided to follow Jesus, and which is true. But 
that all starts with a miraculous work right. that takes place before I even decide to follow Jesus. Yeah. Which is God giving me that faith. So Yeah, how I mean, I think there's a message there. Well, I know there's one there. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yet. Um or when it will right come forth in a way that people can understand and receive yeah because that that can be kind of i don't want to say controversial but sometimes when people hear that that well well, god gives me the faith and how does all that work yeah but but that again that that gets into the part where we don't know how it works yeah like it's it's mysterious it's the part that god does Mm mm-hmm and we don't have to know how it works to enjoy it, to appreciate it, to be thankful for it. There's so many things that I don't know how it works that I take advantage of on a daily basis. <laughs> I don't know how electricity works. Right. But I know if I plug my phone in, it's going to get juice. You know? Yeah. I don't know how this microphone works. <laughs> I don't know how the majority of the things in my life work but I enjoy them Mm -hmm. and I use them and they're a blessing to me. But somehow when it comes to like certain aspects of God, it's like, well, if I can't figure out how this works, then I'm not going to accept it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know how like 99% of your life works. You know, man, this is, this is really good. Like (laughs) I sat down on this chair, you know, and it holds me up. Yeah. Like, I I don't understand the 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 weight distribution across these joints. You know, I don't know what kind of joints were used to put this wooden chair together. Mm-hmm. I just sit down and use it and enjoy it and don't even think about it. So, yeah, there's so many things in life that we don't know how it works. I mean, I get on an airplane and fly to Mexico or Japan. You know, mm-hmm. like you get, you fly on Jap- to Japan, you're on the airplane for 13 hours over the ocean the whole time. You just get on the plane. How does the plane work? I don't know. How does the landing gear work? I don't know. How, do, how does my luggage show up here? I don't know. You know, all of these steps, all of these processes, the food that they serve me on the airplane, like who made that? Yeah. What recipe did they use? What, what, where did that chicken come from? that I'm eating mm-hmm. here on this airplane mm-hmm. above the ocean flying at 10,000 feet. Like so much of our lives is, is we just take it by faith and then it comes to God and we're like, well, I got to know. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't believe God would do that because I just, I don't understand or I, I don't see how he could work that way. Yeah. It's like silly. And, and, and certainly, God would be much more difficult to comprehend and understand in his, the ways that he works than how an airplane works. Right. Right. So, anyway. But in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, there's, this kind of goes along with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to read a couple of verses from 1 Corinthians that go along with that. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17 says that Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And not with words of eloquent wisdom, 
lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. He goes on to say, verse 18, that the word of the cross is folly or foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Verse 21, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than men. In verse 2 of chapter 2, he says, Therefore I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 14 of chapter 2, he says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So all of that being said, that there is a, there is a, a mysterious, supernatural, spiritual thing that takes place, a work that God does in the midst of the work that we do in proclaiming the gospel. And how it all works, I don't know. Paul even admits that the message that we preach to the world's understanding and the world's wisdom is foolishness. Mm -hmm. It's folly. It doesn't make sense. Put your faith in a guy who died shamefully and he rose again from the dead. And to the natural mind, he says that, that you can't even, that it doesn't even make sense to the natural mind, but that there's something supernatural that takes place, that God somehow works in that to produce faith in people's hearts and, and exercising their faith, they're born again and become Christians and their whole lives are changed. And it's just really cool. Yeah. But there, there's a, there's a real mysterious element to all of that that just goes so far beyond the practical nuts and bolts. And I don't think we don't talk about that a lot on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. right? It's just not like to get into the weeds of, that kind of stuff is just, it, it is a little bit far removed from where people are in their day in and day out mm-hmm. lives. But it's something that I, I think about a lot. Yeah. You know, somebody in ministry. And we got into a, a little bit on Sunday just talking about how we partner with people right. in ministry, in praying and giving and serving. You mentioned three ways that we can support missionary. Mm-hmm. To give, yep. To serve, yep. And to pray, and to pray. Mm-hmm. Little GSP. The G. Ah, oh, man. I wish I would have. Wish I would have said that. Yeah. I think that would have really stuck in people's you brains. You run your notes by me sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're usually not done till five minutes before church. So. Yeah, it's like when Dad came up with the DWM. You know. Yeah. 
just remember that. Yeah, should probably use that too. Daily prayer. Yeah. Weekly. Contact. Contact. Monthly giving. Yeah. And then that's also Destiny World Missions. <laughs> Man. You didn't know that? I did, but I forgot wow. until you just said that. So Yeah. Daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah, I felt I feel like the, the hardest one on that is probably the weekly contact. Mm-hmm. Like you can pray every day, you can give every month. But the weeks the weeks go by. That to me that's the one that requires the most intentionality. Right. You don't accidentally contact someone. Right. And and like our giving, we set it up auto pay. So I don't even know what it is or who it's going to because I've because while I'm receiving the pledges, Heather's down there making the pledges, and then we set them up, you know, mm-hmm. on the auto auto thing. And <clears throat> so the the monthly give that's that's literally a no brainer. Literally, the we, daily prayer, you know, in in prayer, it's it's easy to be led and to remember to pray. You can fall into that if you're praying without ceasing. But the weekly contact. Yeah. You know. It's tough. Did I contact them this week or not? Was that last week? Yeah. I mean, I'll just be a little transparent here. Our good friend and podcaster, Bobby Sayer. Fellow fellow podcaster. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, they came and visited last month. And we hung out a lot, talked a lot, and outside of hangouts, up until like a week ago, I hadn't, I hadn't even contacted him, you know, and he's one of my, who I would call one of my closest friends. And uh, so, yeah, it's just like time just flies, and unless you're just really intentional with it, yeah, you can just lose track. But I, I feel like... Social media gives us a false sense of connectivity. Yeah. Like, oh, I talked to him. I just saw what he was doing, but you didn't. We didn't talk to him. Right. We just know what he's doing. Right. It's like a counterfeit community. Right. Because really the value of a relationship is not just knowing the facts about what's happened to someone. Mm -hmm. The values in the interaction Mm-hmm. between the two people right and facebook just gives us the facts about what's happening in people's lives but it's no different than reading a history book on george washington mm-hmm. i can know facts and figures but not have a relationship that's where the that's where the value is that's where the transformation happens that's where the exchange of virtue takes place it's great it's in the relationship Sounds like an excerpt from a John Maxwell book or something. That's that's one hundred percent me. Wow. Right here. Man. That's the Canes talking. <laughs> yeah, so DWM, if you're listening to this and you wanna get involved with reaching out, praying, giving to missionaries, if that helps you remember, do we still call our missions Destiny World Missions? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to get involved with Destiny World Missions, daily prayer, 
weekly contact, monthly giving or monthly support? Monthly giving. Monthly giving. If if when we say daily prayer, if you if you can't think of oh what missionary should I be praying for, look for a missionary this coming week at the conference and be intentional about connecting with a missionary, maybe one that you haven't connected with previously, and really make an effort. You know, it with social media, it is easier than ever to connect with someone, right? Because you've got their, you may not have their phone number, but if you find them on Facebook, you can send them a message. And you know, some something that I did not mention Sunday, talking about the benefits of of supporting missionaries and getting involved with them, is that most of the missionaries I know actually pray for the people that support them, like they're they they lift up their their team, their support team in prayer. That's cool. And I I don't think most people that support missionaries know that, but I know, I know many who talk about how they, you know, that they really view this as a partnership together. And so they, they lift up their, the people that are supporting them because they want them to be blessed and them to succeed and because it is a, a partnership of working together. So I, I didn't mention that, but, um, you know, you talk about uh, reach out to a missionary and get to know them at the conference. The missionaries love to, to meet and talk to people mm-hmm. in, the, in the church mm-hmm. because they're they're looking for people to link arms with not just financial support but prayer support moral support and it's not just a one-way street you know i think i think sometimes we get the false idea that um being involved in missions is just a one-way street it's just me giving or me praying but it's really not when there's a relationship there and a lot of times relationships do form that uh it ends up being a blessing both ways. It's not just us who are being a blessing to missionaries, but God ends up blessing us through through them and enriching our lives as well. So, Yeah, we usually have a uh, time in the service, I think it's the Tuesday night, maybe, where we bring the missionaries down to the front and give our yeah, congregation a-, a chance to connect with them. So. Yeah, prayer, make a prayer pledge. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. I don't know if that'll be Monday night or Tuesday night, but yeah. Yeah, so I would just encourage you to come with the expectation to make those connections and not just to come and, you know, to be fed by amazing messages and great worship, but have an eye open, open your heart for who you can really get to know better and and connect with. And you never know what God can do through those kingdom relationships. Yeah, I know so many people that have gone on missions trips and gotten involved even at a deeper level in missions that 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 avenue, that doorway was opened just through a a simple conversation. Uh, People have gone to Africa and China and Russia and of course, Mexico, 
I, I kind of feel like that's just a given. We're so close to the border. Like you can be in Mexico before you can be in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but anyway, of course, Mexico. But uh, yeah, that 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 doorway, that avenue, that connection started a, with just a simple conversation at a missions conference, and even people who had their whole lives redirected into full time ministry. Yeah, through just a conversation. So, yeah, really excited about the conference coming up. I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I sent an email out to our children's volunteers yesterday and telling them about the conference and what to expect, what the schedule is going to look like. But I was telling them a little bit about just thousands of people's lives all around the world have been changed because of the ministry that takes place here at the conference, you know, and I was encouraging them like that's possible because of what y'all do by watching the kids to allow the parents to be fed and ministered to but you know it's just we can't see the whole picture god can see the whole picture but it's so cool just to think about like all the different directions that everybody goes off into but how just being fed here just impacts the world and uh So yeah, we're excited about Light Your World, excited that we had a great response to um, people wanting to serve and get involved. Yeah. And we know that as they do that, they will be blessed, the missionaries will be blessed, and everybody will be better for it. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. We've got uh, one of our speakers we had to replace. Uh, Marcos That's right. ended up having to have heart surgery. Yeah. So I uh, want to keep him in prayer. We've, we The surgery went well, and he's recovering now. So thank the Lord for that. Yeah, so we... So I guess he won't be on the podcast, you know, while he's here. Yeah. Since he won't be here. He won't be here. But we, we, we're tossing around the idea of, of having a guest missionary up here, or a guest pastor. So... Yeah. Next next week's drop might have might have someone other than us too. So keep an ear out for that. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe there won't even be one because we'll be so busy. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. All right. So Light Your World starts this Sunday. We're kicking things off Sunday morning. Pastor Matt is going to be speaking. Yeah. Filling in for Marcos. Filling in. Big shoes. Pinch hitting. And, uh, and then Sunday night, we've got Pastor Sam Walker, my pastor. Yeah. It's going to be here. It's going to be awesome. It's, gr- it's, it's great that he was just willing and ready. Willing and ready. And that'll be 6 o'clock Sunday night. And then the other services, Tuesday and Wednesday, will be, no, Monday and Tuesday. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And then Monday and Tuesday morning, things kick off at 9.30. 9.30 to noon. noon. And then we got a free lunch. So free lunch. Come on out. All right. We'll see you soon.